your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Uh, we have in the studio a newly minted Minister of State at the Department of Housing and Local Government and Heritage, Kieran O'Donnell, Limerick Finnegale uh, TD. Good morning to you, uh, morning, Minister, John. and congratulations to you on your you, recent promotion. Um, so that's one story. We've heard many. Mm. Um, what is your reaction to that? And why do you feel we cannot get a proper handle on this crisis? Well, firstly, like Pamela, I suppose, laid out probably an experience that many people have in UHL. And her point really was that I don't think it's just about beds, Joe. I think the resources, there are resources going in. Is there enough going in? Probably not in, in time. We've seen 122 extra beds going into the UHL group 98 in UHL 24 in Croom the last um, two years. Uh, the 60 modular bed block, Joe, we were on many times. Uh, has it made a difference? Probably some. Um, but... Uh, we still have a mismatch between the demands on the on the hospital and the resources. Ultimately, the solution is extra beds. However, it's not the only uh, question. There is questions around uh, in terms of how you use the resources and the process in the best possible fashion. I suppose just to put it in context, Joe, um, when the HICWA report came out and I was on here with you uh, last June, uh, I did something I'd never done before. I, I requested that the Minister for Health would send in the specialist performance management into UHL uh, because I felt we'd reached a point where things had to be addressed. Um, they went in. Uh, I, I followed that up with the uh, UHL uh, management and medical team, top team, along with the HHC itself, top team were in before the uh, Oireachtas Health Committee on the 21st of September. I had a number of questions. Number one, for the performance management unit, what had they found and were they satisfied with the with the advances that were made and problems? They said they were. Secondly, I asked about the winter plan. And when I look back uh, and ab- about comparative figures, on the day that the committee meeting was on the 21st of September, there were 62 people on trolleys in UHL. That was well ahead of the previous time uh, in September 2021. I looked over a range and it was clear to me at that time and I stated publicly at the meeting that the numbers that were presenting in ED at that time were way ahead of September the previous year. So by definition, we'd expect it would be higher at Christmas. So the questions I would be asked, we have a meeting arranged. I, I met with uh, Minister Stephen Donnelly last Wednesday in Dublin about this issue, looking for a number of areas that would be uh, uh, addressed. One, that we'd have a meeting uh, we brought the minister, the uh, top officials in the HSC and UHL management. That is now taking place next, uh, this coming Wednesday at 11am with all Oireachtas members in the region. And number two, I wanted to see the medical assessment units being used more efficiently in Ennis, Nina and John's. We see Ennis, that is now happening. I want to see can that happen in Nina and John's as and well. Does that mean that ambulances are allowed to go directly now to those units? My understanding is it's been trialled in Mallow. Um, from last September. It effectively means that the ambulances can ring ahead to the clinical team and the medical assessment unit in Ennis and they can basically state, we have a patient here, do you believe that we can bring them directly to the medical assessment unit in Ennis rather than to the ED in UHL? Minister, why were there 
um, more discharges around the country over this weekend than previous weekends. Well, Colm Henry was on uh, this morning uh, on Morning Ireland and it's very simple. There was extra staff on uh, across the range so basically patients could be discharged over the weekend and top clinicians were there so those decisions could be made. I have asked that they would look at uh, that ED consultants would be in situ, not all, uh, right throughout 24-7 to ensure we can get discharges taking place. There's a new contract out there uh, that's being looked at by well, consultants. Can I just ask about that? that being looked at. ED consultants, yes. okay, on the ground yes. at the weekends. But isn't part of the problem here patient flow? So what about consultants elsewhere in the hospital who could Both. also be working Both. at the weekends Both. and releasing more people back into the community? And that is a very, very common sense, practical view, Joe. It's not just about the ED consultants. It's consultants up along the house to ensure there's an integrated model so that patients will be discharged up along the house by non-ED consultants. And we have to have this integrated model. So... We, I, I've had a look at the figures this morning, Joe. I, I think part of the difficulty for a lot of listeners is yeah. they would have heard over the years from all quarters, yeah. we are doing everything we can. You know, politicians have said it, various unions representing um, parts of the hospital uh, have said it. And yet it now feels, based on what we've heard over the last few days, that maybe that wasn't the case, that, that maybe the working practices could have been changed long ago that might at least have helped this crisis. Yeah, but like you put your finger on it, Joe, it's not just about DD consultants. It's about uh, ensuring the patient... No, that's that, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. so, so and now, there is a uh, uh, an actual contract out there now being considered by consultants, and I hope it's something they will look at seriously, and that would ensure that we'll, we will have uh, consultants right, right up to Saturday through the weekend as well. Um... When I looked at the figures this morning, Joe, there are 50 people on trolleys in UHL. Sorry, there are uh, 48 today. There was 50 on Friday. It's down a small bit. We're still the highest in the country. It's still too high. So what we And the the point being that it is persistently high. I mean, it's high at various points of the year. It it gets higher or or lower depending on winter. January is always a difficult month everywhere. But we are at a higher base level pretty much all when the, the time. performance management were in here Joe from June on we went from for a number of period there we were no longer the highest but we were we were very much coming into that territory uh, coming up to the Christmas period yes we have the highest number of ED presentations in the country at over 80,000 our, our bed capacity is not sufficient nowhere near it we're going back and reconfiguration Joe probably was the start of it however that's 14 years ago we have to, to deal with it now and we need to get okay. extra capacity in the system over the medium term, which is 96-bed block, a further 96-bed block, and we need that elective hospital as well. Right, too. yes. Uh, Minister Kieran O'Donnell is uh, with me. What is the situation with the elective hospital? There is one slated for Cork, I understand. There is one slated for Galway. Yes. Limerick is clearly the biggest issue in the country when it comes to beds. Why don't we have an elective hospital on the slate? Many of those elective hospitals, Joe, will take years to deliver. I'm interested about getting beds on the ground as quick as possible. We spoke there, Joe, about the 96-bed block that's currently under construction. I started bringing that up at the end of 2016. 
That's virtually uh, six years ago. Uh, then the 60 modular bed block was done within, from start to finish, Joe, from idea to, to conception to, to building within a period of about 18 months, two years. So I think what we have to look at here is there are models out there being discussed, UPMC, uh, St. John's. I'd hope that that would that we can look at that model because ultimately what we need here, Joe, in terms of... So uh, does that mean for... Uh, so are you saying then that we won't get a public elective hospital? No, no, I'm not saying that, Joe. I'm saying I'm more interested in having an elective hospital underground as quickly as possible. I don't want a situation, Joe, where, uh, yes, we'll get an elective hospital, which I expect we will, but it'll take years to deliver. We need it now. We need it over the next right. number now, of years. Now, as you know, Independent Deputy Richard O'Donoghue, again on this show last week, but he has consistently called for the senior management of the UL Hospitals Group to stand aside. What's your reaction to that? But my reaction, Joe, is, is that the... When the issue arose with the HICWA report, I want I asked for the, the performance management to be brought in to find solutions there. Furthermore, when we had our meeting, when I had that meeting on the 24th of December at the Oireachtas Health Committee, I'm not a member of the committee, but I went specifically to the committee. I was, I was at pains to stake, is the winter plan sufficient? I could see that the numbers were higher than the previous year. And what were you told then? I was told that there was a, a plan had gone into the HSE, uh, it, uh, they had covered all aspects. So, but so there so are. are, are you are you saying that despite it being the worst in the country, despite it being as high as it was last week, mm. that without that winter plan and without the special intervention team sent in by the Minister of Health, it would have been even worse. It certainly wouldn't have been better, Joe. And I suppose I'm looking at it always in the context of the patient and I'm looking at it in the context of the hardworking staff. Staff are utterly fatigued on the ground in UHL, right? I, I don't think you could overstate that. They do phenomenal work. And everyone is probably doing their best. Uh, but ultimately, Pamela gave rise to that patient experience. But equally, uh, right throughout the Christmas period, Joe, I had people on to me that were on trolleys for two days, um, I had to work to ensure that I could assist them in any way possible. So wh- I think what we have to know, it's about getting those short-term measures in place. Are we using, and we speak about reconfiguration, we've spoken about that it, we literally put, uh, we closed three EDs without a new ED being open, and we didn't put the extra right. beds that were supposed to be in place. And I'm saying now, look at the three medical assessment units in Ennisney and John's, See, can we use them more efficiently so the patients are okay. not coming into well, well, UHL? And furthermore, I think the injury uh, units, we need to see, can we use those more efficiently? Uh, do we need to open them no, longer no, hours? No, one of the things, um, we're chatting to Minister Kieran O'Donnell this morning, that you have often said is that for you it's about consistency, it's about delivery, it's yeah. about follow-up, right? Yeah. You, you made that point. So if we take this current crisis out of the equation for just a moment... Is it possible and will it happen with government intervention and the others that you've talked about that throughout this year we will see lower numbers on average in the emergency department waiting for extended periods, lower numbers on trolleys and then by this time next year lower numbers again against the average? If you're to do that, Joe, because... Ultimately, we do not have sufficient bed capacity numbers here relative to other regions. One has to accept that. And I have always stated that, Joe. We've 122. No, I know that, not here. So so, so I think what's required here, Joe, is you effectively require 
um, in essence, a winter management plan, an emergency plan in place in UHL throughout the next 12 months. And you need to put the resources in and needs to be managed on an emergency basis. However, you have to do the elective work as well and the routine work. But I think it's at such a magnitude that to ensure that you're looking for that consistency in terms of low numbers, that's requiring uh, looking at it in the context of UHL itself, looking at, at the, the, the management uh, in terms of managing UHL, the group, using it to medical system in the other hospitals, doing it at step-down facilities, looking at, at um, uh, nursing home beds. If you have a situation, Joe, where you've, where you've, you've free nursing home beds in any particular area, and certainly, Joe, when I was, uh, in, when they were in before me, uh, sorry, on the health committee 21st of September, there were uh, beds closed in John's at the time, which I was uh, not happy about. So ultimately, it's about you're asking me what would I do. No, no, I'm, I not, w- I'm not asking what you, you would. Do. I would think you, there you, is a you, qual- you have you have outlined there an approach. Yes. Right now, you know, your minister of state here. Yes. So what I'm asking you is, will that approach be adopted? Will the government back it up with whatever's required, including extra resources? And will we see on a sustained basis in 2023, mm. which is not too much for your constituents or our listeners mm. to ask? that we will see significant incremental improvement so that the peaks are brought down and that by the time we get to this point next year, you're not going to see... That you, you may still see waiting times. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not naive. Yeah. You may see uh, people on trolleys, but not on the scale that we're seeing at the moment and we saw consistently over the last 12 months. Okay. I look at it in two ways, Joe. Number one, short term. Long term we need, medium term we need extra beds. That's the way we'll get the absolute resolution. However, short term, we need to put in place with the maximum use of the existing resources. And it's a matter I will bring up with the Minister for Health. I expect along with my other colleagues when we meet uh, this coming Wednesday. And it's a matter, John, and it, it's something... Because Joe, I, I, think, I think it just, I mean, he's getting to a point Joe, now where people are... I mean, for example, there was a consultant on talking about Bowman Hospital last week. Yeah. And he said, you know, we have a terrible situation here today. We've 34 people on trolleys. In Bowman Hospital, with its catchment area, in Dublin. And then we look at situations in Limerick where we have 97. No, Bowman would have a higher bed capacity, Joe, than we probably well, exactly. have. Exactly. But I yeah. mean, my point being that whatever the specifics mm. and whatever the solution is to it, he was talking about that as a crisis. I have... Joe, for... for in, Throughout my political career here in Limerick, UHL has been, and in terms of delivery health services, has always been a huge priority for me. It will continue to be so. And ultimately, it's about patients and and medical staff feeling safe in the hospital. And yes, you are right. The barometer is the number of people in transit. I think, I think the, big, the, big, the big fear that most people listening have is that this will be the usual pattern. And the usual pattern is that it is, you know, and I, I, I don't, I actually think I would exempt us here on Limerick today because we consistently talk about Correct. this issue across the year. And I've been on with you many I, times. You have, many times. So it's not something that we just do at this time of the year. Most of the media focus on it this time of the year it dissipates because of natural processes and then we sit and wait and see that 12 months later it's worse again so we're going to keep a focus on it we take the point you made and Joe Joe, something for me is a bottom line issue we have the meeting on Wednesday with Minister Donnelly it's a matter I think certainly Joe from what I would have learned from both the performance on June coming in with the Hickory report uh, looking at 
when uh, we had that meeting, the health committee, which I was uh, questioning in September. There is a requirement now for a detailed, ongoing, emergency, high action plan in UHL over the next 12 months. Being executed, the plan. Being executed. Not just the plan, but the plan being... And and resources will not be the issue, Joe, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, okay, right. I I, want to touch on one other thing. I'm going to come back to you in much more detail. You have a new role, as I mentioned, Minister of State at the Department of Housing and Local Government, but it does mean that you are responsible for bringing to finality the legislation for the directly elected mayor of Limerick. How confident are you that that will be the case when do you anticipate the election happening mm. at this point? And most importantly, will the role be worth having in terms of power? Take him then and turn, Joe. You'll appreciate I've just taken up the role, but um, I had a meeting with the official, my officials in the department uh, last Friday. This particular issue I brought up. So uh, at this moment in time, the issue is being, con- there are aspects of it being considered by the Attorney General in terms of specific aspects. I've asked my department to prioritise it um, and I have a further follow-up meeting with them next week. I'm going to meet interested parties on it as well. And in terms of when the election will take place, Joe, the public in Limerick voted by plebiscite uh, back in 2019 at this point. I want to to honour that uh, democratic decision of the people of Limerick. I I won't know precisely, Joe, where, where we are until... I've seen exactly where I am with the officials in terms of coming back to me from the AG's office. And I'll be for following up for the meetings in the next week or two on this matter. Okay, so we'll have you back in yes. to talk about all of those because I think it's a very important point. Um, uh, but just very briefly, are you reasonably confident or not at this point well, that the role will have teeth? In other words, it won't simply be the same w- as the current mayor's role, which we have already. I want to address that third point. I want to ensure... And obviously, the points were, Joe, where's the legislation at the moment? It's currently uh, aspects with the AG. Um, I've asked the official to prioritise it. And then I want to, this is the aspect I'm going into now, Joe, to see what are the powers. uh, And they must be meaningful and they must provide enhanced value above what's there at the moment. Okay, Minister of State, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Kieran O'Donnell, who is Limerick uh, Fianna Gael TD. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.